the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Summer, continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead, plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, award-winning website, by the way, voted by the readers of Rhode Island Monthly. Thank you to everyone that voted for us as the number one local news site in Rhode Island based on content, but I really appreciate it. It's uh, Check it out, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Well, today is Thursday. It is August 5th, and Mayor Olozja... Mayor Alorja is on vacation in New Hampshire, and the city is spiraling out of control. Folks, check it out on the website. We have some of the details, but it is uh, really just atrocious. Uh, Things have really fallen apart in the city at this point between the ATVs and the. uh, he is nowhere to be found. He is tone deaf. Uh, We have some new video up of them... um, dragging different people and just the the videos that you're going to see on the website just illustrate and demonstrate the absolute lawlessness that is going on the brazenness in the city and this is the mayor see this is what happens when you throw your police under the bus when you embrace the activist when you embrace all these people and listen to their foolishness and he has nothing positive to say mayor the mayor of providence and and this is a lesson for all mayors of he is he is absolutely a failed progressive experiment and i think at this point it's going to cost someone their job so i i don't think alorza can go anywhere but i've known public safety commissioner stephen perry for a very long time i i i don't see how much longer something needs to be done um think something needs to be shaken up and i think at this point alors is going to look for a scapegoat uh he's away on vacation he's tone deaf anyway the guy never should have been put in that office he needs to be removed from office i know there's different people saying that they would like to see him uh some kind of uh, recall but it's just not there very very difficult to try to remove him and as a result of that i don't think he's going anywhere but i think that the public safety commissioner is now going to i think his job is going to be on the chopping block because it's that bad uh, you're going to start to see and it's about time by the way but other mayor future hopefuls like brett smiley He's having a press briefing to talk about violence in the city. The city councilors are. And and I think it's only fitting that Mayor Lorza is away on vacation in New Hampshire. And I know some people were saying, oh, you can never pick a good time. to." Well, actually, no, there are better times to go. Uh, this just isn't one of them. This definitely is not one of them. This was a time he didn't, he never greeted the family of the, the 24-year-old from Warwick who was shot and killed. And now you have the woman pulled out of her vehicle you know, also, shame on Channel 10 for running the comments of someone that claimed he was speaking on behalf of the, the riders. Now, the police are looking for the riders. I couldn't believe it last night. Channel 10, Jeremy Costa said the riders don't want to go on. Ca- Jeremy Costa, what? You tell them, hey, listen, you get us a video statement from them explaining what they say happened then. What is wrong with these people? You run that? I mean, I talked with the guy. It's it's none of it is true. Complete nonsense. So the local media again, don't give them that type of credibility. Oh, really? He says that that didn't happen. 
Yeah, then let the riders come forward and defend themselves. What is going on around here? Folks, it started, as I said, last spring and into the summer, local media backing them. One of the protesters was, in fact, arrested and convicted. You didn't see anything about that in the local media. Nothing. All quiet about it. And now, you know, of course, the city is absolutely, uh, you know, in, in, in the verge. And you know what's sad is PPAC is announcing they have tickets for Hamilton going on sale today. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Let's go to the PPAC. I mean, I, th- this is one of the problems. And the PPAC is one of the few things in Providence that's still drawing. Who in their right mind wants to go to that? The answer is nobody. No one with half a brain. No one that values their safety. But the Alorza, he failed with the schools. He failed with the 195 land. He has failed with the police. He has failed with safety. The guy is a failure. His pension thing, uh, pension information, trying to overturn that, complete failure. I mean, I just don't know which, which, what more has to happen. The mayor of Providence, he actually should resign. He wants to run for governor. He's not engaged. He should just stay in New Hampshire at Storyland with baby Omar. This is insanity. But And, and it's not as if, you know, the expression someone's going to get killed. People are being killed. And the best thing, folks, is they have to stop listening to these ridiculous activists Black Lives Matter, Antifa, defund the police. These people are calling press conferences. The police, you know, as they're fighting with people and the media shows up. Oh, that's terrible. Let's raise money for you. I mean, it's like hand in hand. The media is right in there, by the way. The media embracing Mayor Alorza goes hand in hand with a lot of the anarchy that is taking place in the city. But Alorza, you know, he has not. So, who would let protesters? He didn't do anything after the riot, after the riot last year. You know, there's been plenty of warning signs. He said, oh, this wasn't our people. These were outsiders. No, they were your people. Somebody shot someone at Providence Place Mall. What did Alorza say? Some knucklehead showed up. A knucklehead with a firearm. Well, there's a lot of knuckleheads running around. The guy is a liability, and he's hurting the entire state he needs to go they need to remove him from office he has lost the ability to run the city and not that he ever had it a must go you're listening to the john DePietro show well it's a challenge to run your business these days maybe you need to find the right type of workers why not let mega professionals find them for you call mega professionals today serving rhode island and massachusetts 508 336 7801 mega mega professionals 508 336 7801 maybe if you need workers maybe you have workers and won't come back to work you need drivers certified help part-time full-time maybe weekend work you need the professionals at mega professionals let them find the workers for you they screen them all out they send them right over to you serving rhode island massachusetts call them today 508 336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508 336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This summer, let J. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. 
JKL Engineering. Call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. JKL, it's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call JKL Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with JKL, 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call JKL Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call JKL, 401-351-7600. Remember, JKL Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's JKL. Call them, 401-351-7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with JKL Engineering, 401 351 7600 folks you're listening to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com joining us right now it's time for our legal segment he's rhode island attorney tim dot tim um a lot of stories to cover i'd like to start off with uh, kind of a late-breaking one but this nicole solace teachers union is apparently suing nicole of course was a south kingstown mom it was making a request trying to get more information in the school district critical race theory and uh, boy this is unusual they're actually suing her apparently and they don't want to release the critical race teaching records yeah this is late breaking but i did take a chance to look at the complaint and it's kind of at first blush it looks like a very cozy little lawsuit that's been filed it's been filed by the uh, nea of rhode island so that's for the teachers union and they're not just suing Nicole Solis, they're also suing the South Kingston School Committee. Hmm. Now, the union and the teachers don't really want this all to be released. Uh, I think they've got a political agenda. And the South Kingston School Committee certainly doesn't want to release all this information. They've been stonewalling and pushing back every way possible. So you've got one party who I think I would presume is somewhat sympathetic to this uh, critical race theory and the South Kingston school committee who's also sympathetic. So isn't that nice? One sues the other saying you can't release the stuff. And the school committee was likely to say, yeah, you're right. We can't release it. Which leaves us with Nicole. She is going to have to have counsel answer this case on her behalf. She will then cross-claim against the co-defendant South Kingston School Department, and she'll file a counterclaim, I would presume, against the, uh, the teacher's union. Wow. Um, so she's going to be basically fighting a two-front war. Um, oh. I've followed her story. I think that what she's looking for is correct information. Yep. With the caveat that when you look at the open meetings uh, law in the FOIA law and all the other things that go along with getting information. It's not so much open meetings, it's FOIA. It's very convoluted, I think, by design. Uh, there are many ex- ex- exceptions to what you can um, obtain. Um, I think that at the end of the day, she's going to get what she wants. I think she's going to spend a lot of money on lawyers to do it. And I would hmm. presume that she'll be filing a um, prayer for relief against both the school committee and the union uh, to be reimbursed for her attorney's fees. Uh, because on its face, it's just the type of loss that, that makes you ask questions like, huh? No, hmm. one, one party who seems to be on the same side is suing another party who seems to be on the same side. The best thing that uh, the union has going for it is their counsel is Carly Iafredi. She's a very experienced union attorney. Um, she does lots of other things, but she does a lot of union work. Um, she was very involved representing certain union entities during the pension um, litigation. And she is, um, for any lawyer, a more than worthy opponent. So, um, 
this Nicole Solis better lawyer up with someone with a lot of experience because she's got a, again, a two front war she's going to be fighting. Yeah. Um, Tim, let's go to the big national story. And that is this uh, blockbuster that came out about New York governor Andrew Cuomo. A lot of people are questioning if there's going to be criminal charges here. Now, after the investigation, I saw at the press conference, the attorney general was saying our job is done. Um, There could be some civil litigation, but um, he, he seemed to be somewhat ready for it because he had his video already recorded showing him hugging a bunch of people and then including President Biden, but seemed caught off guard by the, the uh, state trooper uh, testimony, uh, two of them, this happened in an elevator. But it was um, it, it, it's obviously still dominating the news, but just a uh, devastating account uh, against the toxic uh, workplace atmosphere of Governor Andrew Cuomo. Well, yes, the attorney general, who um, certainly has political aspirations and is no fan of um, Governor Cuomo, uh, essentially was the quarterback of this entire investigation. Um, Could there be civil litigation? Could there be criminal litigation? I would say it's yes as to both. The most serious, as you point out, is there's one situation where he spots, I guess, a a female state trooper who catches his eye. He asks that she be transferred to his, I guess, personal staff. Um, He makes a run at her. She rebuffs him. And then he takes retaliatory steps, allegedly, against her. And the same was true for another one of the women who came out and um, spoke out and complained about his conduct um, this allegation is that he took retaliatory conduct against that individual. Those could clearly result in civil cases, potentially criminal cases. The, the case that, if it's true and if it can be proved in court, that seemed uh, troubling if you're the governor. One of the women alleged that um, during a photo op, um, he uh, did a reach around and grabbed her butt. Well, that can be seen as, uh, depending on the jurisdiction, perhaps a third degree sexual assault. There's another instance where one of the women's claims, I believe that the governor allegedly put his hand under her blouse and made a grab at one of her breasts. Now, if true, that could be seen as a second degree sexual assault. So if the criminal statute of limitations has not run on those alleged um, instances of um, bad conduct, uh, the governor could be looking at criminal prosecutions. Um, From his vantage point, he says, I'm not resigning. Um, If I were representing him, I would say, don't resign. Hang in there as long as you can. Keep your position of power. Um, You've got a platform, although I think he should say nothing more than he's already said. He may have said too much in his first outing, showing all those pictures and trying to explain what he did and why he did it. Um, Going forward, he should really kind of shut up about it if he plans to fight. Um, Because everything he's saying now in these press conferences, although not under oath, could be used against him in a civil litigation or criminal litigation. Well, Governor, Mm. you said this and you said that. Um, Tim, what do you think of his montage of, look at this, here I am hugging... Reverend Al Sharpton, and I, I hug everybody. It, it, it's creepy, John. It's, yeah. just the, it's just like when Joe Biden was, you know, the, the, media, yes. laid, the media laid off him, but he had these creepy thing, videos and pictures smelling women's hair and doing all kinds of odd things. And this yeah. guy is, you know, he's trying to say it's not sexual, it's not predatory, because I grew I, it's like I grab everybody, but yeah, I, I don't grab know. everyone. I, mean, I kiss everybody, yeah. but I mean the creepiness factor can't be discounted. If any of these things ever wound up, um, either in civil litigation or criminal litigation, I think he would want to waive a jury because a jury would look at some of his conduct and say, "Oh my God, this this guy um, is uh, deplorable in the way yeah. he." behaves towards men or women it's just creepy yeah. just the brazenness tim like a, another trooper male testified against him he watched the incident in the elevator i mean it 
but but uh, but so maybe not criminally in trouble, but but certainly. And he sounds like he's in the bunker, and he's got his defense lined up. Well, so he's got his defense lined he up. Seems his... like he this, you know. And one thing I'll say about Cuomo again: this isn't. It's more political than legal, but he counts on the impeachment is some time away. Who knows what could happen with COVID? Wait it out. Another story could knock it off the headlines. He he kind of has at times has been like the cat with nine lives. Well, and think about it, like Donald Trump, who the media hates, was very good about punching back and not yep. taking it and not admitting to it because he came from, you know, New York, where it's a rough and tumble political sport. And, and Andrew Cuomo is from that same world. So, you know, he's used to taking a punch and punching yeah. back. And, you know, he's used to playing in a big... Uh, in the big leagues there in New York, he watched his dad go through, you know, successes and tribulations. And I think he's up for a fight. He's mm. got a very um, progressive left wing bunch of politicians on the Democrat side lining up to say he should resign yep. somewhat predictably. Um, so he doesn't have a lot of uh, political support within his state. No, but you know, if he can hang in there and take the hits, he could wind up like the governor of of Virginia, Ralph Northam. Yeah, you know what? We still don't know if he was either in the Klan outfit or in the blackface. So, yeah, he said, whichever one I was, I apologize. Yeah, folks, quick break. Much more attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega MEGA, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Summer's here. You want to stay nice and healthy for you and your family? Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. It's My Health, right in that old white church diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health, where you're going to find vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like Isae, honey, maple syrup, octave skin brushes, also over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. It's My Health, where you'll find hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use, natural skincare products, hair care Hair care products, essential oils, body oils, and soaps. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or call her 401-305-3585. Shop local and stay healthy with It's My Health, right across the street from Davenport Restaurant. We're speaking with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I feel for the landlords because the uh, evictions were supposed to start to resume. And suddenly the, the moratorium involving that and the CDC involved, um, this, this is I, I agree with a lot of landlords. I don't get it. These people are getting extra money. They're getting stimulus money. And somehow still they don't have to pay their rents 
this has been a very, very difficult time for landlords. Yes, I'm familiar with many, many cases in this realm. And what's going on is a little bit complicated. Let's talk first about the CDC. The CDC, in my view, does not have the legal authority to issue um, a moratorium on uh, evictions and doesn't have the power to extend it till October 3rd. Now, they did it, and the media is dutifully reporting, oh, CDC says moratorium continues till October 3rd. I have to believe this is going to be challenged, and I have to believe it'll be swiftly uh, ruled unconstitutional by any federal judge who would get the case. Um, Our U.S. Supreme Court, within the last year, on a similar situation, ruled not on the merits, but sort of in discussion, that a moratorium such as this is the purview of the Congress, and it would be up to Congress to act to implement such a um, eviction moratorium. Not the president, not an executive order, not the CDC, but Congress. So naturally, Congress doesn't want to touch this with a 10-foot pole because there's a lot of very upset landlords around the country. The president doesn't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. Nancy Pelosi comes out and says, oh, no, no, I think the CDC has the absolute authority to uh, grant this moratorium. In my eyes, she is dead wrong, and I think the courts will promptly tell her and tell the CDC that they're wrong. But in the practical world of evictions, people don't realize that evictions have been going on and people have been getting moved out of the state of Rhode Island all year. There's different ways to get people out. Number one, this, this, whatever the moratorium was, only applied to residential uh, tenants, not commercial tenants. So if you're a commercial tenant and you don't pay your rent, you can get thrown out. Many smart landlords are looking at what's going on and saying, well, my tenant is not working. They owe me six months rent. Uh, They owe me $12,000. I'm never going to get it from them. So even if I go after them for non-payment, I'm going to get a judgment, but I can't get an execution to throw them out. There's also that um, affidavit um, declaration that was passed around where if a tenant simply made a declaration that they're trying to find work and they're trying to pay their work uh, rent, they just can't do it, uh, the court would stay the proceedings. You can get people out just on a 30-day notice to quit, assuming there's no lease. And many, many landlord-tenant situations are month-to-month on an oral basis. So you send a notice to quit. Um, you give them a full rental cycle to say you got to get out. And if they don't, you start an eviction proceeding against them. You can't look for your back rent, but you're never going to collect it anyways. Right. So you just sue them for possession and the court will, in most cases, grant possession to the landlord. And then you get a moving company and a constable and you move them out. That's been happening all year. Hmm. So land, landlords who say, no, but I want that $15,000. Well, good luck. Do you, yeah. do you want to chase money that's uncollectible? Or do you want to get your apartment back so you can rent it to somebody else? So, there's one little other thing. There's many situations, which I'm aware of, Landlord can't force the tenant out. And the tenant can say, hey, landlord, I can't afford to pay you. Tenant then perhaps moves somewhere else and sublets the unit to a third person. Oh, God. The third person's paying rent to the tenant. The tenant's sticking the money in his his or her pocket and not kicking it up to the landlord. And the landlord's going to sit there and watch all this happening. It's and that the, actually happens. Oh, oh, yeah. God. Absolutely. So the playing field is completely tipped against the landlords. I mean, I'm sure that there's a sense out there, oh, the landlords, they're fat cats. They have real estate. They got property. They can handle the hit. There's a lot of people who own three-deckers, maybe a couple of three-deckers. They can't absorb No. Paying their mortgage, their taxes, their insurance, their maintenance, and not getting the rent money in. And the fact that the political leaders keep saying, oh, we'll just 
do another three months, another six months, eh, just continue the moratorium. Most of those people who are saying, let's just continue the moratorium, if they're um, elected officials, they've probably never owned any rental property, have probably never met a payroll, and they don't right. know what it's like to run a business. Mm. Folks, so sweet with our legal expert, Tim Dodd. Tim, what do you make of this lawsuit? General Treasurer Seth Magaziner uh, announced he's suing Facebook. Um, yes, he- what is that? <laughs> That's well put. What is that? What, what it is, is he's claiming that because Facebook has gotten jammed up um, by releasing confidential information about Facebook users um, to certain organizations who turn around and use it to influence political campaigns, uh, in this situation, magaziners claiming that Facebook, through some arrangement, was selling information to some an entity called Cambridge Analytics. And Cambridge Analytics was using that information to target members of Facebook and to influence them regarding elections. And in the main, Cambridge Analytics allegedly was using their um, uh, data that they were mining to influence Facebook users to vote for President Trump. So I guess that's a, that's a cardinal sin on its face yep. um, with certain segments of the electorate. But because all of this has come out, it has sort of been a black eye for Facebook and it has a negative impact on uh, the um, stock price. And to the extent that uh, the Rhode Island Pension Fund is somewhat invested, among other things, in Facebook as a stock that it holds, that Facebook's conduct has negatively impacted the stock price, which negatively impacts um, the pension portfolio that the uh, general treasurer manages. I think it's a bit of a long shot, but if it's an attempt to claw back some money from Facebook, not just because their stock dropped, because it stopped because they misutilized um, their intellectual property or their um, members' um, information, there may be something to it. And Facebook has so much money, they might throw something at the litigation to get rid of it. Uh, the one interesting thing is, and I think it'll be a recurring theme, uh, when uh, Seth Magaziner announced this lawsuit, hoping for a lot of fanfare, the first question he got was, oh, Mr. Magaziner, do you personally own Facebook stock? No comment. I'm not answering any questions about my personal finances. Oh. Um, I, as the election of uh, 2022 gets closer, I think he's going to be having to answer a lot more of those type questions. Folks, uh, another quick break, a lot more. Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. Ever in an accident, someone hits your vehicle, it's damaged in some way, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401 272 3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401 401- 272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. We're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dunn. Tim, there was that famous altercation. Uh, you had a bunch of protesters broke in or went through a gate, private community, and beautiful home in st louis and the husband and wife who were both attorneys came out he's got the uh the ar-15 and he's just holding it he's not pointing it now the wife 
little bit different. She had a pistol and she was kind of pointing it at the protesters and they're taunting, they're threatening, they're going to kill their dog and go up there and so forth. But this, uh, this was a mess. They ended up actually getting taken in and then they took the weapons from them. But in a, in a move of uh, completely being a hero, the, the governor of Missouri has stepped in to help our fearless, uh, fearless couple. Yes, he pardoned them. They had yep. both, uh, I believe, pled guilty to misdemeanors. They didn't go through a full trial. Um, I think they did so banking on the fact the governor had declared um, right after this event that if they were prosecuted and if they were convicted, that he was going to pardon them. And that's what he has done. And that's rather significant because I believe that both of these individuals um, are attorneys and if you've got that type of a criminal conviction, depending on what state you live in, it could have adverse consequences for your license to practice law. So the governor, I'm sure, polled the issue within his state and found that it was more favorable than not to go ahead and pardon these people. Um, my recollection at the time of this event is um, the protesters had, um, even if marginally so, broken through a gate because uh, where these defendants live was a gated community. Yep. Um, they just didn't stroll down a street. They had no. to, they had to get past a gate which controlled entrance. So it was damaged sufficiently. So these protesters could get past and they were basically in the street uh, at this front lawn of these folks, you know, chanting and threatening and a big crowd, which is intimidating and these people say they had a good faith belief that if they didn't come out with their weapons to defend their property, that these protesters were likely to um, either do some um, damage to the property, light it on fire, try to harm them. Who knows? I mean, this is during the summer last year where there yeah. were riots, destruction right. of property, buildings burning, um, businesses looted. I think that it would be reasonable for these people to at least fear that this mob might have designs on doing them harm, either physically yeah. to their person or to their property. Yep. Um, it was a very political prosecution in my view. Oh. Um, and I think that uh, it should have never been prosecuted in the first place. And what the governor did, I'm sure conforms with what the majority of people in his, in Missouri think. Um, I know the DA for St. Louis, which had control of this was on the, I think the extremely progressive side of things politically and uh, made it a show trial and a show prosecution during an election cycle. Tim Dodd, uh, Black Lives Matter and some other activist group are calling for Attorney General Pino Nerona to release this body cam footage. We've talked about it, these youths with the so car chase. Well, it was going on. They were riding around, shooting, threatening people, putting guns out the window. It results in a rather difficult, a little bit of an aggressive arrest, apparently, um, especially with one of the youths, two officers suspended. And as much as they're trying to put pressure, Attorney General Peter Nerona, he, he has come right out and said he's, he's not not only is he not going to release the body cam footage till the investigation is complete, but Tim, he also kind of hinted that by Mayor Lorza and Christian Perry saying that these videos are appalling and commenting on them, that it's somehow could be impacting the investigation and the, the whole case. Well, yes. And I think Peter Narona is correct on both yeah. counts. We can't devolve into a society of mob rule so that if enough of a mob assembles around the attorney general's office, they can demand that the AG do things and screw the investigation. We don't care about the rules. We don't care about process. We want to see the video. If we've devolved into that sort of rule by the mob, then we're in real trouble. So Peter Narona is, I think, in the right here, saying we're not releasing this material until our investigation is complete. I understand why the proponents want it out right now, because based on the comments of uh, Mayor Alorza, it's not going to be a pretty video for the police department, and it's going to precipitate another round of violence, I'm sure, and protests and looting and all sorts of bad things. So they're anxious to get that underway 
Um, well, we still have nice weather and they can go out and have a march around. But yeah. Peter's correct that this material should not be released to the public until both the Providence Police Department and the state police, who are also looking at this, have an opportunity to do an investigation. As with many other cases, if this material gets re released prematurely, it can have an adverse impact on a potential jury pool and could potentially tank a criminal prosecution. So I think when Attorney General Narona says the mayor should be a little more careful in his choice of words, um, I think he's right, because what the mayor is saying is he's commenting on evidence. We haven't got to see it. We haven't got to make our own conclusions or opinions. And he used pretty graphic adjective to describe what he saw. And that may resonate for a long time with members of the general public who could find themselves on a jury about this case someday. Tim Dodd, um, uh, what about also... Uh, Fox News had this situation with Judge Andrew Napolitano, and um, he he seems that he, he's in a the the judge who I thought was actually very good on television, but he his um his career seems to be in a little bit of trouble at the moment. Well, yeah, I mean, he always seemed to provide um, um, intelligent content you know, in his role as a, as a legal analyst on Fox, um, he didn't always, for sure, didn't always agree with uh, President Trump. He many times took uh, positions on legal issues contrary to what the administration was pitching. Um, that's neither good nor bad. He was just calling things as he saw them. But a couple of years ago, there were allegations that he was... Um, making improper sexual advances towards male staffers at Fox News. And apparently one of those cases, at least one of those cases, is still in litigation from allegations from a few years ago. Fast forward to now, there's another gentleman coming forward saying that uh, Andrew Napolitano um, did some real creepy things um, during the course of the job, um, while they were on an elevator together, touching him in a weird way, um, making double entendres, which are certainly meant to convey a sexual message, um, offering the guy to come out to Andrew Napolitano's house. I mean, really um, unpleasant things. I mean, he can, Andrew Napolitano can do whatever he wants in his private life, but he right. can't harass and intimidate uh, co-workers who happen to be male in a sexually provocative way when that um, uh, approach is clearly rebuffed by the people that Napolitano was making a run at. So this guy has filed suit against Fox News uh, claiming that he was subjected to workplace harassment, to sexual harassment, and that he had complained to his superiors about this conduct and the superiors allegedly laughed it off and said, oh, come on, you know how he is, or words to that effect. One of the key uh, components of any sexual harassment case in the workplace is the person being harassed has to notify their superiors to say, this is what's going on. And it's up to the superior or the supervisor to take appropriate remedial action to stop this conduct from happening. So if this is all true, and if the superior at Fox this sort of laughed it off and said, oh, you know, it's this Andrew being Andrew, right. and didn't take any remedial action, that puts Fox News in the crosshairs for litigation, and it exposes them financially um, you know, for, for this type of litigation and this claim for monetary damages. So... It's a big deal in the world of sexual harassment cases if superiors, managers, whoever, don't do anything. Now, this guy also is claiming that Larry Kudlow, because um, uh, he worked on his show as well, was um, yeah. known to make racist remarks or disparaging remarks towards a certain minority group. That has yet to be proved. That's not part of this litigation, but... You know, Fox News says there's no substance to this 
allegation by this individual, and he's just a disgruntled employee looking for a big payday. So through the pretrial discovery process, we'll find out who's right and who's wrong. We have some other stories we could go through, but at this point, we're going to leave it right there. Folks, he is our legal analyst, Rhode Island attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, great job. Stay dry, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks, John. Take care. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service, they provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com i can breathe clearly now my mask is gone Nothing but a big smile for all to see Gone is the Fauci mask I had to wear My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air My lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air my lungs will be full, full of beautiful air. My lungs will be full, full of clean air. My lungs will be full, full of beautiful air. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, your housing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on on MEGA, M-E-G-A Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have a links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com.
Back in 2017, you had expressed concerns about the membership of the all-white Bailey's Beach Club, said that you hoped it would become more diverse. Now, your family's been members. Your wife is one of the largest shareholders. Has there been any traction in that? Are there any minority members of the club now? I think the people who are running the place are still working on that. I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet. Blaming all on his ribs, born a blue-blooded snood. His birth was a black tie affair. It's all who you know, like Klaus von Bülow, he just likes to be seen everywhere. He leads a privileged life with a white privileged wife. At Bailey's, they like their champagne. Life on Bellevue in a state that is blue. <laughs> You'll never hear Sheldon complain. He likes clubs with with the lead waspy crowds where for decades kept the Jews away and BLF cannot stay well he's not big on diverse faces Bailey's Beach Club is his oasis Sheldon likes the clubs with white faces Concerns in 2021. I mean, obviously, it's been four years. You have remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Your thoughts on an elite, all white, wealthy club again in this day and age? Should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today, now offering weekly trash collection services. Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters, and the Facebook page stands out, purple and yellow. Brothers Disposal. Again, offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate, 401 688 401 6880517 come on brother call brothers disposal today put a purple dumpster in your driveway maybe you're doing some spring cleaning or maybe you want to clean out that basement the garage the attic call brothers disposal today get a purple dumpster in your driveway 401-688-0517 and remember now offering weekly trash collection services call for an estimate it's brothers disposal 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega 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 truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508 336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. 